to Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Trish from Discover Health Functional Medicine Center doing my Discover Health podcast. And today, my focus is to talk to the men. Or if women are listening, this is all about you helping your man, because we're going to talk about the almighty testosterone today, and specifically testosterone deficiency. What if you have it, or how do you know if you have testosterone deficiency? And if you do, what can you do about it? So I'm going to share some slides, and we're going to get right into this. So here we go. So again, the title of this podcast is Testosterone Deficiency. How do you know if you have it, and how effective is treatment? So before we can talk about deficiency of testosterone, let's first of all make sure you understand testosterone production. So testosterone is produced by Leydig cells in the, in the male testicles. And there is a circadian rhythm to this. So there's different times of the day that means the testosterone level is going to be different. So we know from research and studying this that the highest levels of testosterone occur in the morning, typically between 8 and 11 a.m. So this is the time you'll notice when you're going to want to test a man to know whether his testosterone levels are deficient or not. Testosterone production is signaled by a certain hormone called luteinizing hormone. And this hormone is put out by the pituitary gland in your brain. Remember that hormones are sort of like follow the bouncing ball. And one hormone tells another hormone, another organ, when to put out the different hormones. Now, testosterone in men, similar to estrogen in women. Now, the other thing that everybody needs to understand is men and women both have testosterone and estrogen in our bodies but the balance of them is very different from a man to a woman. The peak levels of testosterone are, or estrogen for that matter in women are going to be highest when we are younger and in our reproductive years, because these are sex hormones, testosterone and estrogen. So obviously in men, testosterone is gonna be at its peak in, our reprodu in a male's reproductive age, so when you're younger. And by the time you hit your late 30s into now your 40s, when we're getting, starting to, if you will, 40-something, not really be looking, if you will, typically to reproduce, um, testosterone is going to start to decline. And it declines by 1% to 3% on a normal basis every year. But causes of testosterone becoming deficient 
abnormally fast or declining at a at a rate that is you know the the much more than one to three percent is going to be caused by certain things. And if you take nothing else away from today's talk, what I want you to understand is that functional medicine, lifestyle medicine is extremely important in all of you guys out there maintaining your virility. Because look at these causes of deficiency and this is just a few I'm gonna list here and I'm gonna talk more about this in detail as I go through more of the slides. But causes of deficiency include, number one, obesity. Because you see, increased fat cells actually cause a decrease in testosterone and an increase men in estrogen, which you do not want. The other thing, the next is type two diabetes. Sugar causes inflammation, inflammation lowers testosterone, and diabetes and increased insulin, I'm sorry, increased sugar causes insulin resistance. And if your insulin is not productive, if you have too much insulin in your body and you have insulin resistance, insulin also will cause a reduction in testosterone. COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, from smoking. Guys, tobacco and smoking, guess what? Decreases testosterone. And COPD, which is the chronic disease that comes primarily from smoking over many years, will deplete your testosterone more quickly than normal. Chronic kidney disease, which comes again from all these other things I'm talking about, as well as high blood pressure, will cause a depletion more quickly than normal of testosterone. HIV infection or other chronic infections may deplete your testosterone and opioids, opioid dependence and overuse of opioids for pain or for just recreational use, whether you're young or you're old, is depleting your testosterone and destroying your virility. So what are some signs or symptoms that men would have of low testosterone levels? Let's look at this list together. Loss of body hair. Again, folks, obesity, so increased body fat or your basal metabolic index of, now if someone is has increased body fat and they have a BMI greater than 30, that is consistent with obesity. And again, that's going to cause production of increased estrogen, depletion of testosterone, and loss of a male's virility. Next sign or symptom of low testosterone is sexual dysfunction, including low libido, meaning low sex drive. You're not as interested as, in sex as you used to be. Or erect ED, of course, erectile dysfunction. Now, what truly is erectile dysfunction? Erectile dysfunction could be anywhere from you're not even having spontaneous erections in the mornings, let's say, or you can obtain an erection, but may, let's say you cannot maintain that erection to have intercourse. That is still considered aspects of erectile dysfunction. Hot flashes, breast enlargement in men, which is in the medical term for that is gynecomastia. Guys, depression. 
This next one is important to take a minute to talk about. Depression. If you are feeling down, if you are feeling lack of motivation, if you are feeling you know, more angry, more agitated, more depressed, unable to move on in your life with things, lack of vitality, it actually could be due to the fact that you're having low testosterone levels. So that, remember that. And as we talk later about the benefits of testosterone treatment, it could be that if you have low testosterone levels, that might be the answer to your depression. So that's important for guys to understand and to have that looked at by your medical provider. Another sign or symptom of low testosterone could be fatigue, decreased strength or, low, or loss of muscle mass and atrophy of the muscles, decreased sense of vitality, as I mentioned with depression. Another one that you're probably not familiar with is anemia. You see, testosterone causes our bones to put out more red blood cells. And so if some, a man is anemic as he's getting older, it might be due to low testosterone. So it's another thing to be checked. And finally, of this list, osteoporosis or low bone density, or if a man from falls is having more fractures than quote unquote normal, it's something to be looked into because they may have low testosterone. So this is quite a list, guys. Look it over and see if you are consistent with any or, or multiple of these in particular is more than just one is more signs that you might be at risk for testosterone deficiency. Now, guys, there is a questionnaire. It's and there are others than this one, but this is the one I'm going to focus on in this talk. It's called the ADAM questionnaire, acronym A-D-A-M or ADAM, standing for Androgen Deficiency in Aging Males Questionnaire. And you can see the list of questions that are asked. There's basically 10 questions. How do you rate your libido or sex drive, obviously, is number one. How would you rate your energy level? How would you rate your strength and endurance? How would you rate your enjoyment of life? How would you rate your happiness level? How strong are your erections? So you notice these questions are getting at questions that are elucidating that list of symptoms and signs that I talked about on the previous slide. You can find this Adam questionnaire online, guys, or go from this list I have right here, answer them. If, if you have more than three of these questions positive, meaning you answer yes to them or you score them high, that is concerning for a testosterone deficiency. Now, of all the things I'm gonna talk about in this podcast and all the slides I'm gonna go over, this I would rate as the most important for all men that are, and, you're, you're, and the women out there that are listening to this for your man or the men in your life, the clinical findings that are consistent with low testosterone, meaning testosterone is not a test that the primary care doctor is gonna do just on a regular basis. You have to ask to have it tested. But, if you have these clinical things that I'm about to start talking about, and if you have multiple of them, first of all, these could be the why as to why your testosterone is low, because these are the root cause of why testosterone gets depleted. 
And you'll notice, and I'll emphasize this again at the end of this list, is all of these that I'm about to go over are preventable and are related to your everyday lifestyle. Whether you're 25, 35, 45, or 85, if you have atherosclerosis, increased plaques in your arteries, if you have heart disease already, and you know it, and high cholesterol, that's leading you down a path of more heart disease and going to lead you down a path of low testosterone. The next, in type 2 diabetes, or way before you ever get diagnosed with diabetes, men and women are told that you have metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance. Your blood sugar is too high. You're eating far too many grains in your diet. Your diet is full of processed foods in boxes and bags. You're not staying on the perimeters of the grocery store. And you're filling yourself with, again, processed high sugar foods. And you're developing insulin resistance. Insulin that's too high, guys, depletes your testosterone. Whether, again, I don't care your age. If you're 15, 25, 35, or 85, insulin resistance is bad for virility and testosterone. Next, obesity. Again, if you have increased fat cells due to your diet, lack of exercise and too much stress and toxins in your body, then you're producing too much estrogen and you're depleting your testosterone. If you are not exercising and doing some sort of weight resistance type exercise or tension related exercise or strenuous exercise, and you're losing muscle mass or you're not developing any muscle mass as a young man, you are depleting your testosterone. High blood pressure, high cholesterol are related clinical findings that are consistent with men with low testosterone. Smoking guys, tobacco is not your friend. It's destroying your virility. It's decreasing your testosterone. Alcohol, increased alcohol use. It is generally recommended that men should drink no more than two alcoholic beverages per day. If you're drinking more than that on a daily basis, you should realize that you're depleting your testosterone, you're depleting your ability to be a virile male. Next, inflammation. Again, if all this other stuff is going on in your body, if you're eating too high a sugar diet, because sugar causes inflammation. If you're under too much stress causing inflammation, again, inflammation depletes testosterone. I mentioned earlier opioid use. If, you're, if you have chronic pain and you're taking opioids chronically, or if you're using them recreationally, it's gonna destroy your testosterone levels. Look at the next one, guys, insomnia. If you don't get enough sleep, if you are burning the candle at all ends, you're destroying your testosterone too quickly. And finally, OSS is obstructive sleep apnea. Again, all of the list before this is what's causing your obstructive sleep apnea. So the bottom line is that's another clinical finding that's consistent with low testosterone. And as I said at the beginning, guys, if you look at this list, so it's all preventable and it's all related to lifestyle related things. So if you are a man who is not living a healthy lifestyle, to be honest, you are causing your own depletion of your virility and you're going to lose testosterone too quickly. 
you can reverse all of that. You can improve your testosterone. You can improve your virility. You can feel more vital. You can reduce your depression. You can lose the weight. All of these things are possible. Now to just give an example to show you that, that the research that has been done shows, for example, obese teenage boys, when you test lean boys and you compare it to teenage obese boys, the obese boys were shown to have 50% less testosterone than the lean boys did. So there's your example of how some of these lifestyle related things are the main reason for loss or lowering testosterone. Discover Movement will enhance your mobility, build strength, improve balance, and enable you to move with confidence and ease. To register, please visit our Discover Health online shop at members.discoverhealthfmc.com. Now, if you've heard all this and you're like, ooh, well, I would like to get tested to find out if I do have low testosterone, if I have testosterone deficiency. So what's the lab testing that you need to have done that you should ask your medical provider for? Well, first of all, in order to diagnose any man with low testosterone or testosterone deficiency, they have to have their total testosterone tested on at least two occasions. So you, have, you can't just do it once, you need to do it twice. And the level that is the line in the sand for whether someone has low testosterone or not is 300. So if, and you also want to get your, the blood drawn for your total testosterone, again, in the morning between eight and 11 a.m. to assess for your optimal levels. So that's first, total testosterone on two occasions between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. in the morning. Besides that, you also want to ask to get tested for your free testosterone. You see, testosterone gets bound in your blood to proteins. There's a couple different proteins, one called albumin and another one called sex hormone binding Globulin. Globulins are proteins and sex hormone binding is a, is a globulin, a protein that binds sex hormones such as testosterone. And 60% of your total testosterone is bound to uh, sex hormone binding globulin on a regular basis. So you notice you need to have your sex hormone binding globulin stay low. If it goes up too high, it's gonna bind all of your testosterone and not allow you to have much free testosterone. And it's the free testosterone guys that's biologically active, meaning it can be activated and functioning in your body to give you your virility. So you don't want too much of your, your testosterone bound to proteins. So you wanna know how much of my testosterone is free and bioavailable. So the total testosterone, the free testosterone and the sex hormone binding globulin are the first three things you wanna make sure you ask to be tested for by any medical provider if you're concerned about your testosterone levels. You also may want to get tested for the hormones that cause testosterone to be produced. 
luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone, as well as something called prolactin. These are labs that usually would be done later if you are found to have low testosterone. They nece wouldn't necessarily be the first line tests. The other ones I've listed, total testosterone, free testosterone, and sex hormone binding globulin would be the first tests. Also to finish the list, you wanna ask for a complete blood count, meaning they're gonna look at your red blood cells. Because testosterone increases the production of red blood cells, you need to be looked at first to see if you're anemic, but also if testosterone is going to increase your red blood cells more, you don't want to already have a problem with too many red blood cells. So your hemoglobin and your hematocrit should be checked. And if your hematocrit is greater than 50%, that's going to require more evaluation to make sure it might be safe if your testosterone is low to consider you for any testosterone therapy. Your PSA or your prostate uh, specific antigen, your PSA, your pr prostate specific antigen should also be tested. Because of course, we're gonna talk later about the fact that testosterone, if someone already has prostate cancer or is at increased risk for prostate cancer should not be considered as a treatment. And guys, yes, this is where you would need a digital rectal exam if you are considering going on testosterone therapy, because again, that is a test to test your prostate to see if there are any tumors on it or any concerns that there might be a tumor. And that is the main reason for doing that test, a digital rectal exam. So you are going to need one if you're considering going on testosterone therapy. Now, how do you determine if someone truly is diagnosed with testosterone deficiency? Well, guys, the Endocrine Society guidelines state following, quote, only if there are signs and symptoms of hypogonadism and total serum testosterone levels are low, meaning less than 100, on at least two occasions, would you be considered diagnosed with testosterone deficiency? So you have to fit all of that statement. Now, if you do go on testosterone therapy, the goal of testosterone therapy, of course, is to increase your testosterone level, but how high? Well, the goal and the recommendation is to increase your total testosterone level to a mid-normal range of between 400 to 700 nanograms per deciliter. And remember the line in the sand of being too low is less than 300 nanograms per deciliter. So what are the benefits and what are the risks of testosterone replacement? Well, first of all, obviously the main, one of the main reasons that any man would wanna consider it would be erectile dysfunction. What's interesting though, guys, is that there is no definitive evidence in all the studies that have been done so far that testosterone definitively black and white improves erectile dysfunction in men with particularly normal testosterone levels. Now, if you are found to be testosterone deficient, it may be an excellent therapy for you. But if you are not erectile, I'm sorry, deficient in testosterone, less than 300 nanograms per deciliter, then it's not very effective. 
Now, young men with low testosterone and erectile dysfunction do tend to benefit, but older men don't tend to benefit. And actually, thus far, studies have shown that phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitors, which that's the big term or description of medicines like Viagra guys, work best in men with normal, te with normal testosterone levels. So again, until you get your total testosterone level checked, you don't know where you stand. But Viagra versus testosterone, that is going to need to be an individual assessment for you between you and your medical provider. But if you have more symptoms, such as bone and muscle density problems, testosterone is shown to work very well in increasing bone density and muscle density and improve muscle mass in older men. But if an older man has balance problems, for example, or is not exercising to improve their strength as well. I mean, just to take the medicine, guys, is not going to solve the problem. So it's not going to decrease falls or fractures, and it may not improve strength or physical function, particularly more than you exercising and doing more. How about, you know, cognition? You know, men that are concerned about dementia or cognitive decline. Guys, I hate to tell you, but testosterone has not shown any improvement in cognitive function in men with or without pre-existing cognitive impairment. The studies have just not panned out that testosterone is the answer for dementia or cognitive decline. However, as I brought up earlier, depression and mood issues, testosterone might be an excellent answer for. So if an older gentleman is having issues with depression and other signs and symptoms related to low testosterone, this might very well be the answer for you to get your total testosterone, your sex hormone binding globulin and your free testosterone tested and see if you are deficient in testosterone. And maybe it will help you with your mood instability. Cardiovascular health. Now this is where, you know, there used to be a big concern that taking testosterone as a, as a replacement would be increasing the risk of heart disease. And honestly, the studies have not panned out. It's been very mixed in the results. Some have shown, shown an increased risk of heart attack and stroke and others have shown a decreased risk of heart attack and stroke. So it actually remains very unclear. And I think it needs to be something that's discussed between an individual and the medical provider. And finally here again, that discussion of anemia. If an older man has anemia, it might be due to low testosterone, but also if a man has a normal red blood cell count or particularly a high red blood cell count, you may not be able to tolerate or you may have to go on a very low dose of testosterone because it may cause polycythemia, meaning too many red blood cells. So Again, testosterone stimulates what's called erythropoiesis or production of red, red blood cells. But in men with normal or high levels to begin with, this can also lead to a, com a complication of testosterone therapy called polycythemia. So again, it depends on where the individual is. And this is why you wanna be tested for your CBC, your complete blood count in the beginning when you do your lab work. So let's talk about some contraindications to testosterone therapy, meaning why absolutely 
you would not even ever consider treating a man with testosterone if they were ever diagnosed with breast cancer. Guys, breast cancer obviously is much more common in women, but it does not mean it doesn't happen in men. Uh, but if a man has ever been diagnosed with breast cancer, then testosterone therapy is not going to be something that is, that's an absolute contraindication to not ever do testosterone therapy. Two, if a person, a man already has polycythemia, meaning a hematocrit greater than 54%, that's too dangerous for them to be put on testosterone. If a man has active prostate cancer, then testosterone is absolutely a contraindication. And finally, the, uh, the fourth absolute contraindication is if you have a PSA, a prostate-specific antigen level greater than four nanograms per milliliter, or the presence of a nodule or even an induration, like you know when a, me a medical provider does your digital rectal exam, again, that's why it's done, to test your prostate and feel your prostate gland to see if it has any nodules, tumors, or indurations, meaning like a divot in it, which could be related to a tumor. If that is found on your exam, you need to be referred to a urologist immediately for further evaluation. Now folks, in the guys, in the contraindications world, there are absolute contraindications, which I just went over, and there are relative contraindications, meaning, eh, they're concerning, but it doesn't mean you absolutely could not go on testosterone therapy. You, you could negotiate and determine whether, you know, your individual situation is okay for testosterone or not. And the first one, as I've talked about previously, is a baseline hematocrit of greater than 50%. So again, you need that CBC, that complete blood count done. The next one is really important for all of the guys listening to this to hear. If you still have any desire to have children, if you truly desire to, your fertility, you want to maintain it, you have to understand that your sperm production is going to go way down if you supplement testosterone therapy. If you take exogenous, outside the body, not natural, not produced by your body, testosterone, and you put it in your body so, with injections, you are going to suppress your body's ability to produce sperm so that you will not, you will be way less likely to be fertile and be able to impregnate anyone if you were still having an interest in doing that and having children. Number three, the third relative contraindication is severe lower urinary tract symptoms, meaning if you already have a history of prostate problems, you have a history of enlarged prostate, that is concerning to, for, again, it has to be individually evaluated with your medical provider if you would consider going on testosterone therapy, but it may make those symptoms worse. Four, uncontrolled congestive heart failure. Testosterone, again, it may make heart-related conditions worse, so that's something to be looked at. And number five, untreated obstructive sleep apnea. Again, obstructive sleep apnea puts people at risk for heart disease, pulmonary disease, stroke. And if you're going to go on testosterone, that may increase your risk. So these are con relative contraindications. 
Now, there are many different formulations of testosterone, and there's no formulation that really has a superior clinical effect over another. So if you, if you are planning after your workup and, and you feel that, and your medical provider feel that testosterone therapy is an answer for you to trial, you can do different kinds of testosterone. You can do injectable or into the muscles. You can do intranasal. You can do pellets that are actually, you do it, you go to the medical provider, they do an incision and they use a trocar to put pellets under your skin in your body and they stay there and they slowly uh, give off testosterone over time. The last two are dermal, meaning on the skin, transdermal gel or a transdermal patch. What you need to realize from this list is none of them are oral. Testosterone should not be taken orally because it is uh, toxic to the liver and it's not usable that way. The other thing that you need to realize, guys, is that topicals, the gel and the patch, can be transferred to other people that touch you and interact with you, such as your, the women in your life and the children in your life. So that would be a problem, possibly. So you have to think about that in which formulation you would consider for testosterone therapy. Now, let's say you found that you, you go through the lab tests, you have multiple symptoms, you work with your medical provider, you decide to initiate uh, testosterone therapy, you decide on one of the formulations and you're taking it. Well, what do you need to do to follow up and recheck levels? So the reevaluations for therapeutic response and adverse effects. Well, number one, within the first three to six months of going on the therapy, you need to get retested for your blood work. You need to do the total testosterone. You need to do the CBC again, that complete blood count, see what's happening with your red blood cells. You need to check your PSA, your prostate-specific antigen, and see what's going on with your prostate. And I hate to tell you, but yes, this is where if you are concerned and the medical provider needs to test you to see if your prostate might be you know, developing any problems related to going on the therapy, you do need to do a digital rectal exam at that follow-up. And if all of that workup at three months, somewhere between three and six months is completely normal, then you can go to annual reevaluations with the same level of testing. Number two, if your hematocrit rises at that follow-up to greater than 54%, you either need to stop the therapy or you need to lower the dose and retest the CBC within probably a couple months or at least a month or so and see if it keeps rising. Number three, if your PSA rises greater than 1.4 nanogram per milliliter with the use of testosterone over the first three to six months or even in the first 12 months, or you have an abnormal digital rectal exam at any time in those rechecks, you need to either stop, you need to actually stop therapy and refer, uh, you need to be referred to a urologist for a full evaluation for the risks of prostate cancer. And finally, number four, free testosterone and sex hormone blinding globulin should be retested to see where they are and if how whether they've improved and if they're involved in why you have a low free testosterone level. Now I mentioned this before, but I wanna make sure you realize this again, guys. 
endogenous versus exogenous testosterone, meaning exogenous, meaning if you take testosterone synthetically from outside your body and you're not naturally producing it, and you put it in your body by the nasals or the pellets or the injections, or even the gels, that exogenous testosterone triggers a negative feedback, which diminishes your natural ability to produce testosterone more than normal. Therefore, decline in testosterone is further intensified by the testosterone therapy. So if you gotta realize that's what's gonna happen normally, typically with testosterone therapy, guys. So that pretty much covers everything I wanted to go over today. And I hope this has helped you understand testosterone deficiency. Whether you have it or not, remember needs for you to have multiple symptoms. And the Adam questionnaire is where you would want to go to, to answer questions to see if you do have multiple symptoms that could be consistent with testosterone deficiency. We also reviewed in this what labs need to be done to diagnose you with low testosterone or normal testosterone, or is, do you have normal testosterone, total testosterone, but low free testosterone with high sex hormone binding globulin? You see, that's why we wanna do all three of those tests. And again, that's total testosterone, free testosterone, and sex hormone binding globulin. You also must have symptoms. So again, for the diagnosis of testosterone deficiency, you must have multiple symptoms and low total testosterone level on two different lab tests. We also discussed together the contraindications to testosterone treatment. And finally, guys, the most important point I wanted to make in all of this is you know you can go over all of this and some of you out there, yes, are gonna have testosterone deficiency as an older man and testosterone therapy may be the answer for you, absolutely. But what if you're someone that is a couch potato, if you're someone you know is overweight, if you know your diet is bad, if you're a smoker and you drink too much, guys, your overall understanding that your day-to-day your -day lifestyle habits throughout your life, your diet, exercise, exposure to toxins and stress levels, these end up being the root cause to chronic disease and steal you of your vitality and your virility. So if you take nothing else from this talk, I sure hope you take that to heart and start listening to more of my Discover Health podcasts, which will help you improve your lifestyle so you can lose the weight, decrease your, your fat cells, get away from alcohol as much, um, get away from tobacco, decrease your stress, avoid toxins, and improve your testosterone levels and your virility and live the life you want to live and take control of your health. So with that, guys, I hope this has helped and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Discover Health podcast. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live in play as long as you want.